Welcome to NS Audio. In today's episode, I'm joined by guest Tin Rovic, who has gone from $0 to $100,000 with his creative agency. In our conversation today, we spoke about his agency, short form content, how to stop being camera shy, and so much more. And I'm sure you'll find a lot of value with our conversation. And if you're new to NS Audio, my mission is to not only share my own entrepreneurial journey as a teenager, but to also share the knowledge of others as well, which is why I have a guest with me today. Hope you enjoy. So if no one knew who you were, who is Tin Rovic? Introduce yourself. Who are you? Yeah, so I, I'm currently 23, uh, living in Croatia, uh, obviously working on the internet. Um, I currently have an agency, a um, YouTube marketing agency. Uh, that's the first thing that I'm doing. And I'm currently lo- launching a coaching as well um, for people that want to get into, you know, creative stuff. For example, if you are a video editor or someone like that, right? Um, just helping freelancers reach their first five to 10K uh, a month. Um, that's just the part of what I'm doing. Uh, obviously, I also have, I'm also into YouTube automation as well as a you know part-time investment on the side. But mainly what I do is agency helping people, you know, scale their YouTube channels, helping people grow their business through, through their YouTube channels, basically. So uh, yeah, that's basically in a nutshell. I usually people know me as Tin Rovic on the internet, but my actually full name is Tin Mitrovic. It's like harder to pronounce. That's why I call it, you know, Tin Rovic. <laughs> so yeah. Obviously it's easier for branding and stuff like that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. before we get into more of, you know, exactly what you do and the breakdown of that, what would you say is the most impressive thing about yourself? Well, that's a good question. Um, I would probably say my my consistency to be able to learn um i like i never quit even though it was harder on my journey you know as an entrepreneur and it, it was hard but i never like quit and i think that uh, ability to not quit and just stay you know stay consistent keep learning you know keep improving new things i think that's my superpower and also i think like being able to speak english so fluently especially from the country where you know i'm from croatia it's in europe so you know i'm not from usa but you know people that i met they said you know oh you're like are you from the usa but you know i'm not from usa so i think th- those are kind of my superpowers obviously there are a lot of superpowers but you know those are just a couple couple of them so yeah that's awesome honestly real quick last time we spoke was like 2021 and we just talked about it and i can say that your confidence and your your everything has just grown since then like i can just tell because we haven't spoken in so long so it's just awesome to see and i feel like yeah your confidence and the way you present yourself has just like grown such a long way likewise Um, likewise niti because (laughs) you know i saw i saw you back then you know and back you know right now it's completely different person so yeah good job on that (laughs) <laughs> you as well. <laughs> so I would I want to ask you, you know, you said you've gone through some struggle and stuff. What would you say is the hardest thing, you know, having to do as an entrepreneur? You know, like some people when they're becoming an entrepreneur, maybe they have to take care of their families or they're working a nine to five or something. So what would you say is your what was your biggest struggle getting mm-hmm. started? Well, I think when I was starting out, I didn't know which business I want to take, what what route, you know, which route. And I was like completely lost, right? And I didn't know exactly what to do. So I think figuring out what you want from life, your why, I think that's probably the best and most important part because if you don't know your why, why you're doing something, then you will never do it fully, right? So 
you know, when I was starting out, I, I had a why, but it was not strong enough. And I had to go through struggle and through stuff like that, you know, both emotional, you know, uh, struggle, you know, to get to that part where I want to, to get, to go. But, um, I would say the, the worst thing about, you know, being an entrepreneur is that no, uh, not many people will understand your path and not many people can, you know, empathize, empathize with you. Right. Uh, or yeah, basically like that, because, you know, when I was first starting out, you know, not many people even understood what I'm doing, you know, and that's, uh, I think, you know, the biggest, the biggest struggle I think for, for most entrepreneurs. So, yeah. Oh, I completely agree. And, you know, thanks for sharing that. So yeah, for sure. let's talk about fuel your digital. What is that? I know mm -hmm. that's a company of yours, but what exactly is it? What do you offer? What do you do? Yeah, so basically Fueler Digital is uh, my company that I've been growing for the past four to five years. Uh, I currently have a business partner as well uh, for almost one year, one and a half year. And uh, basically we've grown this company to right now, you know, we have like 30 to 40 clients at times. So it's it's not always the same, but around 30 to 40 clients and we're working with them um, you know, on video editing, on growing their, uh, you know, business through YouTube, S YouTube SEO, stuff like that. So we're basically helping clients grow on YouTube with our done for you service. Now, um, yeah, basically that's, that's our core offer. We also do video editing, uh, which is like, um, you know, a service that is a little bit, you know, lower sized, but our biggest service is done for you service, you know, where we go and we, upload the videos for our clients we video edit them we gave them video ideas we uh managed everything and then we also um you know optimize the seo on youtube and everything like that so we're pretty much saving them uh, a lot of time when it comes to that so that's kind of in a nutshell um you know what fueler digital is obviously um you know we're still growing i'm i'm really happy with it and uh yeah by the way the funny story is that the business partner that is with me is actually has the same name as me. So his name is Steve as well. <laughs> that's insane. Yeah. yeah, I think that's that's a story for for another time. But yeah, it was like, you know, it was crazy because we met like one and a half year ago. And right now, you know, we're running together. He's uh, he's really persistent kind of like me. So we we work together really well. So, yeah. So the exact same name. Yeah, exactly the same name. And we even live like 20 kilometers outside here. So yeah. That's insane. <laughs> How did you guys like find each other? Yeah, we basically uh, through a mutual friend. Um, and yeah, we just started talking and, you know, I saw that he has, um, you know, he, he wanted to change his life as well. And, uh, you know, I just said, okay, maybe we can work on something together. Um, you know, I was still in the process of growing my business this was one and a half year ago two years ago something like that and then you know we just started growing our business together and uh you know it just grew exponentially from there so yep that's awesome and it's super cool to have a business partner i would say that's someone that you can see physically in person too mm -hmm. i think that's so much better than just having someone online because exactly yeah i think that makes it would you say that made a difference like if you only knew this guy online would it be different yeah exactly because we we know the same language we speak the same language we even you know have the same goals you know similar goals and um not just that but you know he even pushed me to to hit gym 
you know, to go to the gym harder and in the business, you know, and everything. I mean, it's a really, I would say for people that, you know, that want to build something, it's far, far, far more, you know, better to build something with someone because then you can share the struggles, you can share the wins, you can share, you know, whatever, you know, wherever I'm going, he's going as well. Uh, and, you know, we're kind of, we kind of have that bond and friendship that is, you know, unbreakable. So, yeah, I, I'm I'm really happy with uh, you know how we're running the business and everything. So yeah, you make me want a business partner now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should you should try definitely. Like it's it's definitely a great experience as well because you you know he can, for example, in my um, perspective, you know, team can also teach me something that I'm lacking at and I don't see, right? Because sometimes we cannot see our own you know stuff that is lacking. So that's why I think it's a, it's a great, uh, you know, great thing to have a business partner sometimes. So, yeah, that's awesome. So why did you guys choose to build your company off of this business model rather than another business model? Like, for mm -hmm. example, the agency and the content creation side, rather than something like uh, starting an Amazon FBA, you know, business together or something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So th that's a good question. Uh, I mean, I was always, uh, you know, before that I was a freelance video editor. Obviously I had, you know, before Instagram agency, but I was not really that passionate about it. Um, but yeah, I was a freelance video editor and I just saw a demand for it. Uh, I saw a demand that, you know, maybe we can save time, you know, other people, other specifically entrepreneurs, because that's who we work with. And, you know, I just said, maybe we can do that, you know, and then, you know, we saw the demand and stuff like that. And we just started growing, growing and growing. So yeah it's basically it's all about you know you know kind of using your creative skills for example i was a video editor and then packaging them into a skill and selling that later for a high ticket price for you know but obviously you first need to help someone either save time or make them more money or both right so that's kind of my answer uh you know why i i chose the the agency route right so yeah no, I agree with you. And I feel like the agency route, just personally, I guess I have a bias because that's kind of what my business model is too. And my brand is, it's just that I feel like the agency business model is like the easiest way to like, you know, start collecting cash, like cash flow. Exactly. Especially yeah. Especially when you're first getting started, um, you know, you could learn a skill, pick it up and, you know, do some outreach, get some clients and make some money that way. So I want to ask you, what is like the biggest challenge that you are currently facing and how are you tackling it? Or maybe a challenge that you faced in the past if you're not currently mm -hmm. with your business? Yeah, so that's that's a good question. Uh, I mean, currently, I cannot really think of it. I mean, there's always challenges in, in business. You know, people that say that they don't have a challenge right now, I think they're lying. You know, I think that there's always challenges in businesses. For example, we had uh, one person leave, for example, uh, in the past a few weeks uh, from our team, and then we had to find another one, and that person was really good one. So that was a challenge. Um, then another challenge was when we were growing uh, the agency. What happens is we're growing at a fast speed, but we don't have the team to fulfill that, you know, growth. So we basically had a lot of challenges along the way. But those are, I would say, you know, when someone leaves and when you cannot deliver to clients that are you know constantly coming in because you know when clients are constantly coming in that's good but if you can't deliver you know that's very bad so you know that's why we had to at one point stop you know what we're doing stop the outreach stop everything and just focus on the clients that we have so 
I think those are two two challenges, major challenges that you know we faced. Um, but yeah, like we always face some kind of challenge. You know, it's it, it's not always you know sunshine and rainbow. So yeah, that's interesting. I feel like the biggest challenge in the beginning for a lot of people is the outreach. Actually, like especially in the mm -hmm. beginning, did you ever struggle with doing outreach or like finding clients? yeah at the start yeah uh definitely um you know at the start you definitely need a good uh, strategy uh you need good leads most importantly because if you send thousand messages to bad leads and people that don't need your service it's not going to work out so yeah definitely i had i had a lot of you know times where i you know wanted to quit because my outreach wasn't working and then when i fine-tuned it it was started to pick up and you know things were going back into into normal so yeah i would say outreach is probably yes the probably the best not the best but probably like you know a lot of people struggle with it you know especially at the start you know freelancers even as well and you know in our coaching program right now we have a couple of students that are struggling with with outreach as well and they just purchased our coaching just because of that because we will teach them how to do the outreach the, the correct way so so yeah that's awesome we're gonna talk about your coaching in a little bit For um, sure. but i want to ask you some questions regarding building a brand because obviously mm -hmm. you know you guys create content you know what you're doing you have your own you know brand yourself as well so if someone was starting with like from zero with their brand what would you recommend you know a platform that they should start on well i would definitely i would definitely advise between youtube and instagram um youtube because you have long-term content so you can build an SEO library of videos and those videos can rank and you can get customers for your coaching, for your agency off of that. On Instagram as well, reels, short form content, especially also on, on YouTube as well, short form content, shorts. So I would advise those two platforms. If I only had to post on one of these platforms, it will probably be YouTube. But if I can pick two, I would say Instagram and YouTube for, for the rest of my life until they exist, pretty much. So, uh, you know, until something better comes along the way. But, yeah, I would say I would say those two platforms are great because, again, on Instagram, you still can have that organic reach with reels. On YouTube, you can still build, build it with, um, you know, organic. More so on, on Instagram, you can actually go and... Uh, you know these days it's not so much organic as it was before so you would need to go and pay but even when you pay you get the momentum going and you know you can grow a lot a lot faster so yeah 100 percent. what would you say is the biggest mistake that most people make when it comes to creating reels or short form content like a lot of people are doing it but sometimes their videos are not popping off so what's the reason those videos are not popping off compared to other pages that are yeah, that, that's a good question as well. Um, I saw a lot of times, especially with our clients, you know, uh, they, you know, their content is just boring, you know. Uh, so what you need to do, you know, when you, what you need to incorporate in content is, you know, B-rolls, good hook at the start, especially. You know, for example, if if anyone that's watching this podcast probably knows who Alex Hormozzi is, you know, good hook always, you know, he always has good hooks, storytelling as well. For example, remember that one time when I and then you went into a story, right? Um, and stuff like that. I would say good story, good hook at the start. Uh, you know, keep it interesting. Add B-roll, subtitles, something to keep the viewer uh, engaged and keep the viewer watching. 
I think that those are kind of the, the key things. But obviously with short form, it's really all about testing. I would say even for our clients, when we post on TikTok or YouTube shorts, we always test and see, okay, what the, the audience goes for. And, you know, even when we are testing, what you can do is you can use a piece of content that already did well and you can repost it and it will probably do well again or you can recreate it in another way and it will probably do well again so those are kind of my tips on short form um it's really simple right i mean you know and sometimes you will need to speak about general topics for example if you're into sales sometimes you'll need to speak about general topics that you know a lot of people are um you know are listening to for example i don't know if if someone knows iman ghazi for example he is doing right now really smart thing he's talking about business just about business it's a general topic right and it's not so much more about agency before he was talking about the agency now he's talking about top five businesses top top three businesses top 10 businesses so i think those types of content uh do really well because a lot of people are watching it so yeah, that's that's kind of my uh, outlook on it. So, yeah, that's very interesting. I didn't actually think about the Iman Gadji example, but I do notice that he's been doing that, especially on YouTube with, you know, mm -hmm. the top five businesses or what to do with business or like general things about business. Exactly. And I think that that is very smart because a lot of people are going to come through and then eventually your funnel will funnel them out and pretty much weed out the people that are actually interested in your product and stuff. Exactly, and I yeah. feel like your social media should just be the general brand awareness. So that's really smart, actually. I definitely agree. Because like, you know, when it comes to that, a lot of people will, will go and click on the video. But then, you know, that percentage that watches actually the whole video and at the end of it, you can have a call to action, right? And then, you know, you can close that people later on, uh, you know, for your, your course or a coaching program or anything like that. So, yeah. So if someone's, you know, trying to grow on YouTube and they have no idea how to grow, what should their main focus be? Yeah, that's uh, that's a very, I, I would say it's not really a general question, but um, you you would need to really understand the algorithm, I would say first. And for example, how I would say, how I would basically go about it is you have two different ways how to grow on YouTube. You have browse through browse and through search content. So for example, search content is when someone types in how to make money online, your videos will pop up, right? And that's basically search-based content. So when someone has intent to search that, uh, you know, that keyword and your video will rank on it. Uh, that's first thing. So those type of videos are really great because they are evergreen, especially if you're doing evergreen topics like how to make money online, you know, how to start, you know, YouTube channel in 2023. That's good for 2023, you know, because that's a year uh, in the title. Then you have browse content. Browse content is more so content that is, you know, whenever you're watching a video, you notice how on the side you get uh, recommended videos. So those videos are coming from recommended or browse. Uh, you know, that traffic comes from browse. So actually this is YouTube saying, okay, here are some similar videos. You can click on them. So those are kind of two ways. And those are kind of two ways how you can understand the YouTube algorithm, how it works. Search-based content and browse content. I would say search-based content is great, especially for people that want to get in, you know, on YouTube and want to start growing their channel a little bit slowly. But surely over over the months, they will grow their channel. So 
that's kind of like two two ways how to go about it um i would say search-based content is great but try to go with a keywords that are low competition so if you are going on youtube uh you can see you know for example if you're googling a topic or a keyword for example how to start uh amazon fba business this is just an example you go and see the channels that are ranking for that keyword if the channels that are that are ranking for that keyword if they are small smaller channels that means that you have potential to rank on those keywords this is actually what we're doing with our uh, youtube automation channels as well we are just posting seo driven content uh, you know i think we posted around thousand videos just around seo which is crazy and uh yeah we're ranking on those videos and each of those videos is bringing in revenue not just that but if you're focused on you know having call to action at the end of the video you know keeping the video about your coaching or about your agency or about your service you can easily sell the service as well because you're getting organic people so in a nutshell that's how youtube works uh, obviously there's a lot more layers to it you know i could probably make a course about it but uh yeah that's that's around you know you know just a small small tiny bit of information of, of how youtube uh, works so yeah that's awesome thank you for sharing that because when i'm on youtube i didn't know that there's strategy behind it and stuff like that like i'm just posting and you know you know driving the traffic from my brand on other platforms onto there and that's what i'm kind of doing at the moment but i'm gonna look more into the algorithm and stuff like that for sure definitely and i would i would recommend you know seo content is great because again you can rank and you can uh rank for years if you you know rank first or second you can rank for years on that type of content which is pretty great for a for a personal brand so yeah of course it is what would you say is a way that someone can come up with consistent content on a daily basis you know especially mm -hmm. video content it can be difficult for people so how can they come up with topics to talk about you know every single day mm -hmm. every single week what i would do is i would first write out um since for example if my niche is amazon fba again I would write out all the questions that potentially your customers have or maybe your your audience if you already have an audience and I would write that down uh, and I would just go and think of the keywords around it for example I know in Amazon FBA you know let's say you don't know how to ship products you can say how to ship products as an Amazon FBA seller that's one keyword put that into YouTube and just what I was talking about earlier, you can see who ranks for that keyword. So this is like only first way how you can go and come up with video topics. Obviously, you can go to similar channels as well, and you can go and search for uh, you know most popular. Their videos go to most popular and see what you know videos, which videos are most popular. That way, you can again extract the idea from that video, create your own video about it, and then again go to the to the search bar of youtube and see you know if you can rank or not i think that's probably the best way to go uh especially for again beginners but yeah if you want to go and if you want you know to think of video ideas it's extremely important to know your niche uh, i would i would bet that if someone knows their niche really well they will know how to come up with video ideas you know more consistently i would say so it's awesome. And I think that that's a universal like law for all social media platforms, because whenever someone asks me, how do I come up with content ideas or content topics? I say the same thing that you said, where, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. You just go on other pages that are doing well and, you know, playing the game you want to play and just 
check out the kind of content they're putting out and see what you should be doing. You know, what kind of content exactly. is hitting for them? Because if they have the same type of people that you're trying to reach, then you got to create content similar to what's popping off on their page. So that's that's perfect. And that's exactly how I would have said it as well. Why should someone focus more on video content rather than written content? That's very interesting, actually. So I'm currently trying to grow as well on Twitter. And I'm also focusing on, on Instagram, on, you know, content that is video type based. So I would say, I would say video content is much better in terms of 99% of the people will go rather watch a video content than, you know, a written content, written content needs to be really good. Video content does not need to be that good. Uh, if you have a good hook, if you are contra controversial, if you are like a marketing genius, kind of like, you know, Hormozy or, or anyone like that. Um, but yeah, written content is, uh, you know, is a little bit harder, I would say to catch attention when it comes to written content. But again, I would say, you know, it depends. It really depends what, who is your audience, who you're serving. But most of the times I would say video content is much better just because it's, you know, digestible and easily digestible, I would say, because a lot of people are on the go. They don't have time to read. At least they don't, they think that they don't have time to read. And then they, you know, go and watch content online on, you know, shorts, especially shorts, TikTok reels stuff like that at least that's what i'm doing when i'm searching for example for content ideas on something like that that's what i would do uh, but yeah what would you say for someone who thinks that they're camera shy like what advice would you have for them oh man i was i was camera shy for a long time you know i was when i was starting out and even podcasts i didn't want to do podcasts on nothing like that <laughs> but uh, i would just say you need to be doing volume so when I say volume, you just need to be constantly recording yourself, even if it's cringe, even if you don't like it, just keep recording yourself. And, you know, I was really camera shy when I was first starting out. But the thing is, you just need to, to practice just like anything in life. I mean, if you want to be good at outreach, you need to message more people. If you want to be good at sales, you need to talk with more people. If you want to be good on camera, you need to talk to camera a lot more often. So. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I would say. I think it's a good uh, good advice, but most people, you know, they're probably just you know scared. But sometimes you need to go out of your comfort zone. It's just the only way to 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 grow, really. Hundred percent. I remember I used to be camera shy too, and the exact same advice I would give to anybody. And there's this YouTube video, and it was like how to stop being camera shy, or how to stop, you know, mm -hmm. whatever it is. And he said the exact same thing you said, and it was you need to talk to the camera more because it's just a, yep. it's just a lens. And you know, sometimes we tend to get a little awkward, and you know, put on some kind of front, even even now, even when the camera's on, because you know, other people are gonna play this back. You know, other people are gonna be watching, but Think about it in real life. Can't you can't play back? You can't edit anything when it comes to real life. So, you know, you just got to be as real and exactly. authentic as possible. And I think people can use that to their advantage as well because when it comes to being on camera, you know, some people are just boring. And I I heard mm -hmm. this from other agency owners and stuff. Some people also just don't pop off on reels and stuff just because they're boring. They have a boring personality. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, is you got to be yourself. You got to find something that you, other people are going to enjoy watching about you. And, you know, what I got a lot was I'm, I smile a lot when I'm talking and I smile a lot in my videos. And that's what I got a lot from 
you know, people finding me interesting, but you got to find what's interesting about you. And, you know, exactly. I think, you know, for you, Tim, you have a lot of confidence and you have a lot of authority when I'm speaking to you right now. It's easy to want, you know, be interested in what you're talking about. And it's just small things like that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for the compliment. Yeah, it's, I would say the same. You know, it's it's just about, you know, talking to a camera more. I know some people that are shy in in real life, but they're not shy on camera, right? So you just have to practice, you know, the thing that you want. So that's 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 all you need. So yeah. Awesome. So let's talk about your coaching now. Mm -hmm. Um, I want to ask you a few questions. So I, I guess the first question I have for you is at what point do agencies seem to get stuck and struggle to scale past? Like, is there a certain mm -hmm. limit that you see is difficult for most people to get past? Mm -hmm. Well, I, I would say um, limits are, you know, different for, for each agency or each freelancer or each business. Um, you know, some people, especially this depends on the service that you're delivering. If your service is harder to deliver, then if you have like three to five clients, if you're getting like, for example, five to 10K between that mark, most agencies are struggling. After, you know, 10K, it's easier because you can use referrals, you can use, you know, other people, uh, you know, you have outreach on dial, which is, you know, just going and growing it even more. And you have a team that is delivering for you so you can easily, uh, easily go and grow. But yeah, I would say getting to that first 10K, that's something that a lot of agency and freelancers struggle with because they they just don't know what works or they're trying out different stuff, for example, with outreach, different strategies, or they don't know how to find quality leads. Most of the time, that's it. Also sales, if you're not natural at sales, you will need to practice it as well with volume, just attending sales calls. I was not natural with it, so I had to just go and I had to practice. Um, so I would say that, and especially outreach is what most people or most freelancers or most agencies are struggling with at the start, because that's the most boring work, but it's the work that actually gives you, you know, the ability to scale your agency, scale your business, and in the end, you know, scale your, you know, income online. So yeah, that's what I would say. 100%. And I think the entire thing, what you said, it all comes down to just taking on more volume and just, you know, especially when it comes to the skills that you need to learn, like outreach and sales and stuff like that. The only way you're going to learn it is through experience. And the only way you're going to have experience is through volume. So I would say it's just to keep doing, doing, doing and like testing out what works, what doesn't. So I know you have a coaching program or you're opening one soon, I think. Mm -hmm. uh whichever one it is what will it be about or what is it about and who are you looking to help you this is your moment to plug it <laughs> yeah for sure uh so i currently launched a coaching program i'm currently actually building a personal brand for it so that i can help more people we already have like four students in this coaching program uh i just launched it like last week so it's really fresh but we're pretty much helping freelancers or anyone that is currently struggling to get to five to ten k a month so if you're a freelancer with creative skills, for example, video editing, um, graphic design, thumbnail design, if you are a freelancer, maybe that is doing copywriting, even that, you know, it doesn't need to, it doesn't not need to be a creative skill. It can be though. And, uh, yeah, we're helping those type of people and freelancers specifically to get to that five to 10 K, uh, you know, dollar a month mark. We're helping them pretty much with everything. We have group coaching calls, you know, stuff like that, Discord community as well. So a lot of people can join. And also we have a course 
So uh, yeah, they will have full support with with you know uh, growing their own business with us. So yeah. Awesome. So whoever's listening, make sure you check out that coaching program. I... Yeah, it's ex- it's actually on uh, capitalcreative.com. So if you want to visit the, the website, you can visit the website. <laughs> awesome. So I'm going to ask you some fun questions now. This is going to be just pertaining to you, your philosophies and stuff like that. So I want to sure. ask you, what do you think is the biggest problem in the world? Oh, that's that's a tough question. Most people, uh, most people are afraid to to go out of their comfort zone and really chase what they truly want in life and most people are i think most people are sad you know and most people don't want to go and they don't have the courage to go out there and do something you know for themselves it it does not have to be big right i mean i started with first couple hundred of dollars you know i i wanted to earn more i wanted to get to that you know hundred thousand dollars a year that was like my first goal and you know now that I'm actually making that amount of money, I'm, I'm, you know, surprised that I didn't do it before. So I would say it's really hard to answer with one answer to this question. But I would say, you know, most people do not have courage to go out after what they truly want. And that's what's keeping them in prison. And I'm, I think that's the probably the biggest problem in the world. Although there are a lot more problems. But <laughs> yeah, that's one of them <laughs> from my yeah, perspective. I guess the- yeah i guess the point of that question is to see like what you think is the biggest problem and then see how are you contributing to fixing that issue in the world and i think for you Mm -hmm. uh, i'm not going to speak on your behalf but i think for you obviously it's kind of obvious that you know you're going out of your way you're pushing your past your comfort zone you're being a leader and you know showing people what it really is to have courage and follow the things that you could be following for your life and create a better life for yourself exactly um, so this kind of leads me to the next question which is if you could be remembered for one thing what would it be yeah i, I would i would say pretty much the same uh i would i would add you know the courage to go after what i truly want and you know not just following what everyone else is doing i think that's i think i would be satisfied with uh with that statement for for this uh question so yeah awesome uh would you consider yourself an introvert or an extrovert oh i'm definitely an introvert i would say you know most of the time i like to spend time with myself but you know there is a time especially when i'm working on a business i'm talking to many people then i get overwhelmed but you know most of the time i like to keep you know keep all to myself and really spend with two or three quality people the day with three or two quality people um so that's kind of what what i'm what i'm kind of declared as i I would say introvert but i don't let like that stop me from doing the stuff that extroverts are doing so (laughs) yeah yeah i wanted to ask you that because a lot of people make the excuse i'm an introvert i can't get on camera i'm an introvert i can't start a business because i have to talk to people and stuff like that so how have you been able to overcome that or pretty much push past that barrier that self-limiting belief yeah literally just just showing up every day and just practicing that you know uh you know i was not naturally you know confident especially in front of camera but you know what i did is i just practice it i i just you know went every day practice it every day i show up because you're building your confidence not just with you know uh not just with you know going in front of camera and that's it but you're building confidence with showing up every day showing up at a gym showing up you know in your business showing up you know 
everywhere pretty much because you know if you say okay i'm going to do that and then you do not do it you know your confidence will lower you know lower itself because you're not doing what you said you're going to do so i i would say you know that's the only thing just practice and show up and keep the promises uh and you know keep the promises to yourself and then you know achieve them so yeah 100%. I think the biggest issue with people starting an online business or doing anything like this is a mental barrier. It has nothing to do with strategy because the strategies are all there. If you ask somebody how to do outreach or how to do this or how to find a client or whatever, you're going to get the answer. The answers are all out there. But the only issue is you're stopping yourself. And a lot of mm -hmm. people, that's what I noticed because I've coached a lot of students in the past and even now. And I'm noticing the biggest problem is always mental. Whenever I get questions on my coaching calls and stuff, it's always mental things that I have to talk about. And I never would have expected that being a coach. And I want to know your opinion too. And it's like, when I get on these calls, yeah, they know the strategy because I give them the course and everything. But when they get on the coaching calls, I always have to answer with mental things. It's never, it's mm -hmm. mainly that compared to like hey nitty how do i do outreach like you already have the video course for that you know I yeah know. <laughs> yeah honestly it's the same because i think people just want to hear what they already know from someone else that is authority i would say something like that because you know most of the time it, it is a mental barrier uh you know and most of the time it's all about mindset you know people ask me you know how can i do outreach consistently you just have to do it like I, I cannot you know you have the strategies already but you just have to do it because you know most of the time especially when I was starting out this is this was the most boring task I was like oh my god I have to do outreach today like what a boring what, what a boring task that is so yeah I just you know started and you know you just have to go and start doing boring stuff especially the stuff that is giving you results right because at the end of the day if that is giving you results that's the only thing you have to focus on in a day yeah i would just say mental barrier is usually what 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 keeps people away from their you know achievements but sometimes especially on, on coaching calls as well i would say you know when someone goes and, and ask ask me for example you know that question you know how how much more do i have to do outreach for or something like that i i always say you know you just have to keep going i mean every single day is a new opportunity you just have to invest those one to two hours every single day it's not a lot you know especially when you're starting out and especially when you do not have any money or no income you have to start somewhere i mean you know it's 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 really hard to to say otherwise 100 <laughs> percent. so if you won 10 million dollars tomorrow what would you do with it uh then that's 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 a really hard question <laughs> uh probably if i'm going like right off the bat here i would just say probably invest in real estate because that's i would say the most safest bet especially for the future if something happens to maybe online online business and stuff like that you cannot really control it especially with the ai and stuff like that so i would definitely invest in some real estate probably spend half of that on real estate let's say i spent 2 million on 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 personal stuff you know like just living life <laughs> and uh i would definitely invest the rest into a business to grow business even more um and probably give people uh, give uh not people but money <laughs> to my parents <laughs> to my you know uh, friends that helped me along the way and just help help the people and probably even build build you know schools or something like that like Iman yeah. is doing I think yeah. that's that's quite cool yeah yeah the the yeah. school that Iman built in Nepal right 
Yeah, it's crazy what he he has done in like just as like 19 year, years old. I'm I think he's 20 right now. I'm not sure. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Uh, yeah. so I want to ask you if you could live anywhere in the world, where would it be? That's that's a tough question as well. Um currently I'm living in Croatia. I like Croatia, but I like uh I like summer and summer is not here like every day so <laughs> i it's only a couple months a year so i would say maybe dubai maybe dubai or maybe somewhere somewhere hot but mm. like tropical maybe like it's hard to say because i like i like bali i like dubai i like even like you know some some uh, european countries are really great like spain portugal I don't really have a country, but if I want to say, I would definitely say probably Dubai, but then I would also travel around, you know, just to see the world because that's what I want to do always. So, yeah. Can you see yourself moving to Dubai and actually living there? Probably not right now. Probably not. Uh, I would I would go here and build a family here and build pretty much everything here because it's really quiet here. It's It's peaceful. It's still like I really like Croatia, you know, and it's really hard to just move somewhere, you know, especially it's getting a lot out of your comfort zone. So, yeah, I would probably probably stay here. But who knows? Maybe in the in the future something happens, you know. <laughs> yeah, maybe we'll see. Yeah. So I want to ask you just a few more questions. Uh, would you have seen yourself in this position three years ago? I would say yes. Um, I was always so obsessed about the business, like. I was I knew that some at some point I had to just succeed like at some point if I'm doing this I I just had to you know succeed because you know I tried drop shipping I tried affiliate marketing I tried so many things but then when you stick with one thing and when you have your why I think that's really amazing because at the end of the day um you know that's what drove me past the the you know the amount that I was aiming for and is driving me still so I, I i would say you know i definitely knew but i didn't know that it will that it will happen so fast because obviously five years is not so fast but it is actually so fast because time is passing so so damn quick it's it's crazy no of course five years is fast like yeah. i remember i remember five years ago starting high school and it's like just yesterday i'm about to graduate in two months like that's insane so Damn, that's yeah yeah that's insane i i didn't even know that uh but it's it's passing just so fast so you you just gotta appreciate every moment you know of course so where do you see yourself one year from now i'll probably see myself teaching other people uh scaling my coaching company uh capital creatives and uh, you know just focusing on helping more people i realized that i like coaching people i realized that i like teaching people and I, honestly i like that business you know better than than the agency to be honest with you so who knows maybe i close the agency maybe i scale the the coaching not maybe but i will for sure focus on on coaching so yeah it's actually crazy because a lot of what you say parallels with what i think all the time like I enjoy coaching so much more than just doing like the ins and out of the agency or something like that. And like a lot of what you say is like exactly how I would say it on the podcast. So it's kind of crazy to think about. Like <laughs> I'm yeah, just I like, mean... is this me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're twins. <laughs> but no, really, like you know, I think everyone 
should try coaching at some point in their life because it's really like you get paid to help people. I mean, that's I, I would say that's the best business model out there because you know you get to help people and you see the smile smile on the on their faces and and stuff like that. It's just life changing. I mean, uh, you know. So I would say you know if if someone has the skill, it does not have to be like you know for example sales or anything like that. It could be skill for example as me i i acquired skill that you know um you know i acquired a skill that you know grew my agency so now i'm teaching other people especially freelancers um you know to go and scale their own businesses as well so yeah coaching is an incredible business uh to start i would say where can people find you on social media for sure so people can find me right now at instagram and twitter at teen rovic uh you can probably leave that in the description T-I-N-R-O-V-I-C. So you can find me there. Um, you know, it's really easy to to remember. At least I think so. So yeah. No, it is. <laughs> um, if people want to work with you, what can they do? Uh, you know, to do business with you or learn from you? Anything you want to plug? For sure. So right now, my current focus is all on the coaching. And uh, if you want to work with me, if you're a freelancer, maybe you have a video editing skills or creative skills. That you want to leverage and you know to build an income online you can go and dm me on instagram you can dm me the word skills on instagram or you can visit our um our website capitalcreatives.com and schedule a call there so yeah that's that's pretty much the plug <laughs> awesome so if you had the entire world listening to this podcast what's one message you would tell them working hard on something that you love and something that will um you know on something that will change your life is worth it. Even though you will have all the challenges in front of you, even though you will have all the obstacles, you just have to go through it. Don't quit because at the end of the road, you will, uh, you know, you will succeed and you will realize that it was worth it all along. So just trust the process, I would say. So that's all for my episode with Synrovic today. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast and check out all the links in the description. And I'll see you in the next episode.